general nerdery. With a purposeful grimace and a terrible sound, he pulls the spitting high-tension wires down. Helpless people on a subway train scream bug-eyed as he looks in on them. He picks up a bus and he throws it back down as he wades through the buildings toward center of town. Oh no, they say. He's got to go. Go, go, Godzilla. Yes. Oh no, there goes Tokyo. Go, go, go Godzilla. Godzilla. I have no idea why I decided that's how I wanted to do that. Anyways, welcome to General. Because you knew that that was my favorite Blue Oyster Cult song. Also, my favorite part of this movie is the song. Is when it ended. I mean, no. (laughs) I was Bear McCreary's take on it with Serge Tankian. That was kind of fun. I love credits, and it's such a bad thing that when I say like I fucking love the credits. But like I genuinely fucking love the credits of no, movies. No, I get and it. They one of the sometimes one of the best parts of Into the Spider Verse, which is a great fucking movie, is their credits are just absolutely baller in that. In my opinion, the best part of the Sonic the Hedgehog movie is when it ended. The well, <laughs> the credits, um, uh, because they do it all two bit. Well, not like 16-bit and 2D art, and it really just kind of retells a lot of the tropes and stuff that they did in the movie that, like, I w- I'm not a huge Sonic fan, so, like, I miss some stuff. Um, but, like, it, it was like, oh, you actually did, you worked on that. That was a good credits. <laughs> Why couldn't you do that with the rest of this? Shazam had an amazing credit sequence. Anyway, I, I don't just wanted remember. to throw something in there. <laughs> uh, where were we? Oh, yes. Welcome to General Nerdery, a podcast about liking things like credits. Crazy Rich Asians, one of the most beautiful credit sequences I've seen in a long time. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, where they Ooh. slipped in uh, the uh, Grandmaster. Um, why can't I think of that actor's name? Um, uh, Jurassic Park, um, The Fly. Uh, oh, Goldblum. Yes, thank you. Jeff fucking Goldblum. Oh, yes. I could I could see him perfectly. I just mm-hmm. could not. Words. Uh, God, we are, this is the longest introduction we've ever done. We're your generals. I'm Zach. I'm Tyler. That's Steven. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> He's back, back again. This, I think, officially makes you our, uh, most recurring guest star. So how do I get, like, a title? Do I become a general eventually? A colonel of nerdery. Lieutenant. Oh, I like Lieutenant. <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant Steven. We're going to be talking about Godzilla. Yeah, in case you haven't picked that up. King of the Monsters Um, from 2019. Hey, fuck you guys. (laughs) Y'all started talking about it yesterday. I had to shut my mouth. Now we're recording. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Before we get there. God, what do we do first now? I... Ever since we went other... Every other week, I forgot how to do my podcast. Ingesting. Ingesting Oh, ingesting. That's right. I can go first. I do actually have this. Um, I have been listening to the audiobooks of Belgareth the Sorcerer and Polgara the Sorceress by David Eddings. They are prequels to books I have mentioned several times over the podcast called uh, The Belgariad and The Malorian. They're like my favorite fantasy novels growing up. They're very good. They actually let their people be like people and have personalities. Like I, I love Lord of the Rings, but man, Frodo can be a little flat when it comes to characterization sometimes. And it was also remarkable for like, they're like strong female characters, but it was strong female characters in the eighties. So I'm reading it now and I'm like, wow, are you strong? <laughs> <laughs> like some of them. Yes. In some moments I'm like, you're a fucking queen. And others I'm like, Oh, please 
let's skip like 30 seconds forward as you like have weird opinions on the difference between men and women. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's very into the binary and it is a little infantilizing to men and it's a little like there'll be moments of real feminism and then there's like women care about babies. Like everyone fucking cares. Well, not everyone, but like, I mean, your I gender has nothing to do with caring about, about babies. babies. Yeah. Like I, I don't want a baby to get hurt. I care Usually. about babies in that way. Um, as a general rule. As yeah. a general rule. Uh, it's also, he's one of those authors that feels the need to marry off all of his characters. Ooh, I, I hate that, personally. That's um, uh, that's a trope I don't love, personally. It helped, like, okay, one, I I will actually... I don't mind a Kate, like, I don't mind the trope, but, like, I don't need every character. I will legitimately argue for the series, but at the same time, it is very true that it was written in 1980, and it shows. But, yeah, it, it I do like... The Eddings, by this point, was finally able to get his wife on the cover as a co-author. So it's David and Leigh Eddings instead of the early ones were just David Eddings. And he was very open of like, she wrote every bit as much of this as I did. She just, they didn't give her credit in it. Like, yikes. I hate that. Uh-huh. She's also at least a little bit to do for the weird gender binary stuff. Because he did talk once. And he's like, anytime I'm writing a woman, my wife goes... That's not how they would write and like sit down and just take over, which is kind of amazing. But it's also where I think a lot of the like, we must marry everyone off comes from. Because it's all the women characters who just super care about that. Interesting. Product of its time. Hmm. Um, but it's interesting because I read the first like 10 books of this pretty much every year. I have only read these prequels once, and this that was like 10 years ago. So I'm rereading these prequels, and I'm like, do I like this? I think I like this. Do I like it because I know I like the characters from other books? Well, you can like something and still understand that it's reasonably dated. Mm -hmm. It's I like it, but it's problematic is definitely where this one falls under. But not like maliciously problematic. It's just like... Yikes. You were born in 1920 and it shows. I mean, like, ice cream. I, it's not great for me, but I still like it. <laughs> Good point. I, I guess, yes. What about you guys? What have you been... Um, not a whole lot. Uh, I mentioned before that I reinstalled um, Guild Wars 2, so I've just been sort of easing back into that a little bit, trying it back out. I love the world because of how much time I spent in the original Guild Wars and 2 when it first dropped. I, I did put in a good amount of time back then, but um, that's more just bit to like go back to like a nice, like, nice like home space memories yeah memories like oh shit like i went to lion's arch the other day and i was like oh shit when you swim around like you see all of old la i remember making trades down there anyway i was watching the trailer for the remastered diablo 2 that's coming out and i definitely had like oh memories right i want to go back to new tristram it's a terrible place but like uh it is reminding me why i stopped PC gaming as much because I end up just like right where you guys are seeing me right uh -huh. now for just hours at a time 
Whereas at least like when I'm console gaming, at least like there's more things out there. Like my cat will come interact with me more and like the kitchen's right over there and I'll actually get up and do shit. When I'm in here, I just end up just stuck in my little area and I don't get up and it's not good for me. Well, and I know hardcore computer gamers like to kind of make fun of consoles because the rates are never as good. The, the graphics are always crappier and all that stuff. But if you're not a dedicated gamer or if you're not keeping a pretty top of the line computer thing, um, listen to me talk about technology. Uh, it's if you're like me and bad with technology, consoles, consoles are so much easier. Right. But you can't do that mouse and keyboard. You got to give it that one to one input. You need that. You need that good ramp up, not the. You need the one-to-one, not the ramp-up. That's the big thing. That's every every time anyone on P- is talking PC versus uh, uh, console for me. It's just like, I gotta have my keyboard and mouse. And I was like, I don't understand why. The number one game that I play is Pokemon Go, so... Same. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm playing it right now. <laughs> you had it open in the car, so I assumed there was a good chance. And then I guess the only other... Like, I rewatched the first season of Ted Lasso again. Um... But I guess the only other thing is I finally finished watching Onyx Equinox on Crunchyroll. Ooh, what is this? Uh, so it's a Crunchyroll original anime uh, made here in the States. It's based off of Mesoamerican mythology. Oh, I remember you talking about this on a previous episode. It's I desperately, desperately wanted to get a second season. Who Overall, knows? It's fine, though. Like, I had the... You're more excited about the Mesoamerica anime than the anime itself. And the itself. level of detail in it is amazing. Mm-hmm. And all the supporting characters are pretty good. And the last half of the season is leaps and bounds more together. And like the way it wraps up is extremely like the way all these little threads that I didn't even know were threads get wrapped back up at the end of the season was amazing. The main character takes a long time to actually, like, grow. Mm. And it's not a long time. The whole first season is set over the course of, like, two weeks. And the character is in a time of extreme grief, and they played it realistically. But when you're watching a show, there's only so odd. (laughs) Yeah, you're like, all right, come on. All right, come on. Like, I... I get your sister died in the first episode, dude, but, and I get that it's only been like three days, but I'm trying to enjoy this show and you're not making it easy right now. Yeah. That's one of my problems with certain animes is just when they, they linger on some grim dark shit and it's just like, it's, this is their character for the rest of the series. I was like, Oh, okay. (laughs) And they, they intentionally made the, the main character, uh, somebody who the gods who play a gigantic part in the, the course of the series uh, would have thought to be one of the least of what humanity could be. It was a slave child that wasn't even raised to be a warrior or and was only like taught artisan stuff secondhand from his sister. Interesting. Hmm. I am going to check this out because this sounds really, really interesting and unlike a lot of animes I've checked out. Super good. The detail is insane. They're putting in details that 99% of the audience will never notice is correct. Like when they're in a Mayan city, 
all the architecture is Mayan in the background, not Zapotec, not Aztec. Oh, when they're in an Aztec city, everything in the background is Aztec. It's not Zapotec. It's not. That's impressive. I that's... love that attention to detail, especially on like background art. That's that's like ninety percent of the reason. One of the ninety, like one of the main reasons I love to watch anime is just because I'm a huge fan of background art and small detail work done and stuff like that. And you just really get a lot of that in anime. Until you get into marketplace scenes, then they'll actually like mix it up on the tables and stuff, and... which like makes sense because it's a yeah, a marketplace and a, a cultural melting plot of people selling stuff to each other. Um, and they're just, yeah, bunch of super good little details that, like I said, I only caught some of them. Some of them I only caught because the show made me interested enough to go do extra research. Plus, I was doing some re research in the Aztec codices anyway to try to find reference art for possible tattoos coming up. But uh, but that's how I was like, oh. Oh wow, they really don't like oh, this yeah. scene. Like this scene with Tuscotli Polka, you don't need to like have this detail going with them. Like we all know who he is, but you're oh, gradually you having this shit. Well, at that time in the show, you know who he oh, is because okay. they've introduced him. But then, like you see these little details in the way that he's being presented, and you're like, that is straight from the codices, oh. and like that is straight from mythology. And like they have all sorts of just little details creep in. It's amazing, but. Plus super crazy fucking creatures, and it is brutal. It is bloody and weird because it, it otherwise looks kind of like the art looks kind of family friendly and like very kind of reminiscent of like Last Airbender and stuff. And then it's not. And then people's <laughs> heads get bit off and they swear quite a bit and it is great. Interesting. And like legit, the last episode also has a couple like ceremonial orgies. Did not expect that to be where that sentence ended. Um, what did you say this was on? Uh, Crunchyroll. Oh, okay. Nice. I will. I'm checking that out. It's also not HBO Max. I thought I saw that. Like they have some they sort have of deal worked out. Okay. The HBO Warner now owns. Actually, I don't even know anymore because they. <laughs> it's they. Yeah, Crunchyroll got bought or Funimation got bought recently, and someone now owns like both of them, and I don't know if it's Warner slash HBO. I. Think it, I think it might be Sony. I was about to say, I think it's Sony. Um, so what they have on HBO, I think, is a currently limited selection that won't Well, it won't was last. limited anyway. Yeah. And I think it's just now a matter of time how long it lasts on there. Which is a bummer, because I'm going to try and watch a couple things I just saw that was on there that I want to now. But speaking of things that, uh, watching, that you've been watching, I, uh, I've been continuing to watch Batman Beyond, which I realized after listening to the last episode I was on, I called Batman Begins every time. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm, I'm watching Batman Begins again. You, you told me about that, but I listened to the episode and honestly, everything you said mostly works with Batman Begins, too. So which doesn't say a lot. I guess, you know, then. surprisingly dark and uh, holds up better than I would have expected. Uh, no, yeah. uh, I'm going to update <laughs> that. I didn't, but um, I'm going to update that because Batman Beyond fucking rules. Yeah, it does. It's so good. Um, I'm in season two. Um, uh, Max is now my favorite character because she's just like such a cool addition and I love her. Max almost became a new romantic partner. Like he almost oh. broke up with Dana and started dating Max. Oh, gross. I hate it. And I, I, I'm always torn. Part of me really loves it because Max is really great. But on the other hand, a 
non-romantic male-female friendship in a kid's cartoon, and a black woman was fucking rare. 100% why I love this, and 100% why I don't want them to be together. Um, I mean, also a uh, biracial romance, interracial romance in a kid's cartoon would have been fucking unheard of, too. Yes. But... I agree with like God, also so much I, better as friends. In always in 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 ninety percent of the cases, I will always want to see a form of friendship in any uh, any form of media, just because I feel like it's so never opted for. In my opinion, it's always they it needs to be a love story. Now kiss exactly, <laughs> and I have no problem with that. I'm okay with that. I understand that that's literally like a facet of life, and in all stories, and I get that, but like. Um, I so rarely see just like a friendship mechanic like that. And it's just like when I see it, it, oh, it's like, oh, I love it. It's my cup of tea. Slight diversion, but that reminds me. My friends picked up a new RPG, like tabletop RPG called Thirsty Sword Lesbians. <laughs> oh, God, I want to play this. <laughs> Made by queer creators. Like, it's not just horny white boys going like, ooh, Thirsty Sword Lesbians. But lesbians going, let's do a tabletop about thirsty sword lesbians and i want to play it really bad <laughs> like, uh, yes yes please that sounds very good so batman beyond i've been watching loving that and then i also recently just started playing through um wolfenstein uh young bloods which is the sequel where you're playing the the twins of i can never remember his first name son of wolfenstein blauskowitz bj bj blauskowitz that's not right i think that's a different character that might have been the first one, because I think he's supposed to be the newest Wolfenstein. Isn't he related to the old Wolfenstein? It's not the same one. I'll tell you this. I don't know, because I'm bad at names, and I've always been at bad at names, and my brain just, like, Does Wolfenstein actually have a plot? I always just... Oh, yeah. I have a lot of Nazis. I yeah. have only played the original Wolfenstein, where straight up, that was the whole plot. Um, If you want to pick well, up any... Well, that's still mostly the plot. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to play any of the new ones, they are amazingly fun. They are... I love them because they're basically like narratively, they're pretty on rails and like they're not open worlds. You're basically just like you have a little bit of range of where you can go on the maps and choose flexibility in that way. But you're basically just like it's a it's a roller coaster in a video game form. Okay, and that's why I like them. Um, And you're just killing Nazis in very fun ways. And usually the story is, hey, Nazis somehow took over and. That's a bad thing. We should try and we stop don't like this. That. So uh, we're going to do that. But we do have to kill a bunch of people. They are Nazis. Punch a Nazi, the video game, does appeal to me in the year 2021. Um, um, and like the DLC is great. It's ve- like they're, uh, the old blood, I think, is what it's called. If you ever want to pick that up or play that, it's super fun. It has like this like hardcore noir, like late night movie feel to it. But I, I'm liking Youngbloods. It's a, it's a new one, and the idea is that you're supposed to do a co-op, oh, multi, cool. multiplayer co-op um, online. But I'm just doing it single player because I, I am a isolationist. Because <laughs> I don't like playing video games online for the most part. Oh, no. <laughs> William B.J. Blaskovitz. Nice. Uh, news of the week. I guess I'll go first with Mr. Fantastic, our Fantastic Four of the week. Fantastic Four of the News. Uh, Mr. Fantastic, which is our science one, we landed a fucking probe on Mars. And it has a drone. 
Yeah. It's the biggest Ooh, news I'm... thing to happen in the last, or like science thing to happen in the last couple of years. Question. Um, Does this drone have bombs? God, I hope not, but it's made by America, so who knows? Uh, the It does. It was definitely funded as though it does, but uh, we're not allowed to know about it. The rover's name is Perseverance. There are photos released. They are gorgeous. I mean, they kind of look like Arizona, but like gorgeous Arizona and going, that's Mars. That's... <laughs> I uh, yeah, I saw the one of the uh, the Martian sunset. That was cool. Getting to see like because you know you imagine Mars is like always that same color of red that they do on literally every movie where Mars is a thing, but you get to see like the full range of colors that happen on that planet is pretty gorgeous. I knew we landed a rover there. I have not seen any of these photos, and I need to go look this all up. It's only within the last like week or so that it landed. Yeah, so. I saw that. I saw this on Twitter, but I was just lazy and didn't look up any mm. of the photos or video or whatever that's available. Someone I know works at NASA, so she was like, "Look at this thing," which helped make it much easier for me to be aware of what was happening. Uh, have they confirmed the presence of any ghosts of Mars? Are we going to have to send Ice Cube? I shouldn't be surprised that Ghosts of Mars is the place that you were taking this. His son is in the movie we're going to talk about. Did they see any Confederate soldiers there? Good poll. That was nice. Uh, see, I've seen a couple Doctor Who, uh, because they did release like the first image that it took. My favorite meme of that was it had Bernie with his mittens in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to try and I was ever. try and reference uh, Watchmen, but I couldn't remember uh, Doctor Manhattan until right right then right now right, <laughs> then, right <laughs> as it came out of my honestly mouth. John Carter Warlord of Mars is a better reference than Watchmen. I'll just uh, I like the movie a lot. I always forget that he's a Confederate soldier. Mm -hmm. I actually just recently watched that movie for the first time. I you only know, rem remember this because I saw your uh, literally copy. all you would have to do to change it and fix it is rename it. Or, just, well, yes, one, have it be about the interesting characters like Dejah Thoris, but um, just make him a northerner. Mm. Just Oh, that kind of fix it. Yeah. like I oh, thought you meant, like, not make it one of the biggest box office bombs of all time. Oh, really? Was it that bad? Yes. Oh, it was really bad. Really marketed. Bad. They had no idea how to sell this movie. It's really fun. Um, my mom and her boyfriend saw it in theaters, and I, that's the only people I know who ever saw it in the theaters. I didn't. Uh, and I knew what Barsoom was. So, um, what what was the movie name? They just they, John Carter. I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. that is boring. That is, yeah. it's terrible. Well, just I, literally I, the Warlord of Mars or whatever. Like that's that's got or, the match. or even John Carter of Mars is more interesting because that's clearly just like a, a fucking white ass American Earth name. But on Mars. But on Mars. That's you you at least build conflict of like what the fuck's going on there. Not just boring American <laughs> name. Uh what about you? What do you what, what are we doing now? Oh yeah. News. We're so bad at this, guys. News. Sorry, we I was thinking about like, wait, wasn't I was trying to remember if Dr. Carter's first name was John on ER. Oh, so you thought of Dr. Carter and I thought of uh Stargate G1. Colonel Sam Carter, but oh, the guy who plays Hawkman. No, the the lady uh, he played the Doctor Daniel Jackson. Oh, and that's right. Uh, I guess 
I guess I'll lead off with my uh, with my Johnny Storm. All right. Of our Newstastic Four, I'm trying that out. I like it. I like it. Yeah. We're getting Pokemon Breath of the Wild. Oh yeah, we are. Pokemon. I just realized I've never said the name of this Pokemon out loud. Pokemon Legends Arceus. 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 I think I. I thought I heard it pronounced. I. I did watch the full, uh, full 20, 30 minute uh, Pokemon update that they did. And I want to say if I remember correctly, Arceus is how it's pronounced. Okay. But, but also, I'm incredibly white. I <laughs> So um, I'm going to go with Arceus. I just realized I've never said it out loud and I'm looking at it in front of me and it doesn't uh, immediately avail itself to pronunciation. No. Those C's can be tricky when followed by vowels sometimes. This game looks really fucking cool. I do want to see a little more of how the combat works. Because mm. we get like three seconds total of the combat in the trailer they release. Although and it's only like half second clips. Like It's not supposed to come out until late 2020. I think early 2020. Early 22? Early 2022. So Ooh, late 2022. It, so late 2022 is what I'm expecting because that looked really unfinished if you asked me like i didn't see any ui or ux really in any facets of it um which if that's the case if they're going like if the pre concept is that you're in, in like ancient sonoa and you don't have any ui or like ux or any form of like stats coming up other than like the the very necessity of like you need some way to pull up your moves whenever fighting something um I love that concept, but I didn't see anything th for the most part myself when I looked through it. See, this is interesting because you actually have video game experience and I'm just like, I play Breath of the Wild sometimes. I was about to say, I've always found the concept of minimal to no UI slash UX uh, a better idea than I've ever seen it implemented. Oh, 100%. I love the concept. It's, it's I can't think of it's terrible. I can't think of one time where it's been at, like uh, like Hellblade. Hellblade's the closest that it's gotten to. Help me out. What do you mean by no UI new? Okay, so like UI UX is basically like the stuff that's added onto the vi like basically the the non the non in universe visuals that are overlaid oh, okay. on the screen. Yeah, so like so uh, cool. you know health bars and um, button mapping type stuff or anything. I that, am with you. Yes. Anything that you wouldn't just be seen if you were inhabiting in this space normally but hellblade is one that uh is very leans heavily away from having like a visual ui because the premise is that you're a viking going through hellguard i think it is i can't remember hellenheim um uh, basically their underworlds or i think it's just hell hell I, they call -E it, I think it's hell, but I think they call it Hellenheim or something. I, In I, the, yeah, the game uh, version I, is. I have to. I, I had to stop playing it because, like, the the lack of UI at certain points was just so frustrating. Because they shift all of that towards a, an auditory end, which is amazing because it's such an interesting take that is just like so out of the usual visually, but. You have to be able to play it in really specific circumstances. In to... all honesty, the best way to play it is with headphones. And I don't have time to always like it's that's not conducive for me all the time to just like sit down and put on a game and play with a big headset on so that I can I can tell when I need to dodge or when someone's going to attack me. And then sometimes I, like it's it. Yeah, 
it, it's an amazing concept, but doesn't always work. So if that's what they're going for on this new Pokemon game, I'll be very, very intrigued. The other thing is for me, that always reminds me of like Mist and Riven. Ooh, which I've only played like little bits of on Which I think they had a little bit of a UI, but I remember more just the feeling of it being like, I'm moving this screen around. It helped with <laughs> Mist that there wasn't much you could do, so mm -hmm. like it became relatively easy to figure that out. The more complicated the game, the harder it would be to do it without this. Yeah. Uh, one of the Call of the Cthulhu games also did that. I believe uh, Dark Corners of the Earth. I played a little bit of it, and it was supposed to engross you more once again, and I just realized that I think I'm dumb when I play video <laughs> games. <laughs> And, like, the UI truly helps me a lot, I find it out. It turns out I'm not very smart. Yeah. This is... <laughs> it turns out I need reminders of things a lot more often than I think I do. Oh, yeah. We may have all got mad at Navi, but uh, it sure was useful when she, you know, did hey. stuff for us. So, yeah, and it's also, it's definitely the hot thing of the week because I had people just coming up to me not realizing that, like, I don't even know switch and they were like are you so excited about this and i'm like no. i'm glad they're finally <laughs> doing this game that we've all been kind of asking for our entire lives it's literally what we wanted since you released the first pokemon um i'm also very excited for the brilliant diamond and glittering oh, pearl yeah. remakes. perfect diamond and i don't remember what the one for pearl neither was, do but... i remember uh, but like they're they're redoing Pearl and Diamond, which were DS titles and uh, are going to be on the Switch. Mostly it looks like they just updated the graphics. I know some people were really mad. They wanted like way bigger graphics, more like the Let's Go style. It, I, which I would like they could have easily just reused all of the um, uh, all of those assets as much as they wanted to. And I would have been fine with it. I don't hate the style, though, like that they're going with. I mean... Yeah, neither do I. I think it's good. It I makes like me it. sentimental for the stuff I played as a kid in the same way that it, I like Link's Awakening. Um, it feels it feels very chibi and cute to me um, in a way that isn't offensive. Uh, yeah. It just feels like, oh, yeah, this is like a good, easy way of adapting that kind of two bit style. For my Susan Storm, things that we might have missed, they released the trailer for MODOK on Hulu. Most important part about this, starring Patton Oswald. That's right. It looked fun. We watched the trailer right before this. I mean, it's a first trailer. They almost never give you in, like much to see there. I'm not feeling the art style. Neither am I. It I can't I honestly can't tell if it's supposed to be stop motion or if it's if it's just really good 3D. It looks effects. like it's trying to mimic stop motion. Like parts of it look straight out of Robot Chicken, but not actual stop motion. It looks like Robot Chicken that's too good. <laughs> that somehow Robot Chicken in the Uncanny Valley. Yes, like yeah, entirely. Like they did. They they just like there's like it's flawless. It almost looks flawlessly stop motion, but like also like three D that didn't mimic stop motion well enough. Like it's somewhere in between the two for me. And I, I don't know how they're, it's being listed as a stop motion when I'm looking up information on it, though. I'm not so, finding a lot of info on like, so if that's the case and then it just looks fucking too good to yeah, me. Yeah. In that case, yeah. I'm actually way more impressed than I was a few minutes ago. Exactly. But, so I want like, I, but I'm not sure. Like, I still feel like, there's a it looked like there was a lot of digital influence on this stop motion. I'm not sure how they're 
doing it. I'm betting it's a mix, which I I'm like I'm all here for a mix of practical and th- and three D because that's in all honesty the only way that practical will have any chance of surviving. Um, it tends to look great too when they do it. Like ex- it, if you give digital artists physical shit to reference, they'll use it and it looks better. So I, it feels like they might be doing a mix and doing some stop motion and really cleaning it up with a lot of 3D comp, uh, compositions. And Oh, uh, Stupid Monkey did work on the, the animation. They're now Stupid Buddy Studios. Oh. So that is uh, Robot Chicken. Okay. Okay. Which makes sense. It seems very up their alley. I'll be curious how it works longer than the like 15 second clips that Robot Chicken tends to do. Like, as a full ongoing series using that style, because anytime I think of that style, I think of it for a few seconds and then that, like, and swapping to a new thing that Robot Chicken does. Like, mm-hmm. will, will it be able to kind of hold my attention, beat my suspension of disbelief, kind of, like... Although now for something completely different. I feel like uh, stop motion can do longer form stuff like that. Like, uh, the, what was the town called? Panic? I just mean the specific style. Yeah, and it's not even a knock against it. It's just I understand what you where you are coming from because that's definitely the, my only my really only influence with this. Like, well, other than Kablam, the only other thing I can think of that is like oh Kablam, um, action figure based stop motion type thing, which that even wasn't a whole thing. It was just a part of it, which is Action League now. But yeah, I'll I will be interested to see how this show works. It looks weird. Patton Oswald is funny, and it's enough for me to give it a shot. But that's about as deep as I have on this. Also, weird pull for your uh, main character, Modoc. Just like not a not not like a deep cut, but also just like Modoc's one of the weirdest fucking characters in all of Marvel. Like, there's no getting around it. He is like we were talking about it earlier. If they don't even have a, a set name for what Modoc is supposed to be, they do now at this point. What it's supposed to mean now, but it's had like several changes throughout its point uh, its iterations. The M changes a lot. Yeah. Which, if that's also a bit... there's Modam and Mo Baby from uh, Next Wave Agents of Hate which was just a baby duck, and it's really horrifying. That sounds horrifying. <laughs> I don't like it. Can we move on? Yes, we can. <laughs> we have one more news article. I have uh, our Ben Grimm of the Newstastic Four. I'm going to keep making that. I'm going to make that happen. I like it. It's, it's the best we have. Um, I think normally this wouldn't quite fall into our news, except this guy has been doing, like he's been behind the scenes on a bunch of genre productions lately, uh, mostly in a producer role, though I think a lot of people still know him for his role in front of the camera. Seth Rogen uh, the is green starting. Green Hornet is where everyone knows him from. <laughs> the, the Green Hornet. <laughs> and now I can't think of any other movie. He's other like, bad I, movies. I, that he was no, in. I literally can't think of any other movie he's been in other than The Green Hornet. Zach and Mary make a porno. Uh, the Knocked Up. Um, Pineapple Express, Pineapple Express, Sausage which Party. leads out oh, um, Donnie Darko. You're right; he was in Donnie Darko. Oh, Observer Report. And, uh, yeah, Freaks oh, and Geeks, Freaks and, and uh, what was the one that came after? What was about college? Um, uh, Undeclared, Undeclared, which I like more than Freaks and Geeks, and I realize that I'm in the minority on that. I've usually. never seen Undeclared, but. It's much easier to watch than Freaks and Geeks. It has Scrubs energy to me from what I remember of it, but I've not seen all of it. I've only seen like an episode of it. 
Anyway, Seth Rogen's finally starting his own weed company. Ooh. He's been a big, like, let's normalize weed thing for a while, so I'm that doesn't fan. surprise me. It's I'm called. a fan of normalizing weed and weed and Seth Rogen, so this is all good. Yeah, I'm probably going to look into his stuff to see if it's at least any good. I mean, not just his, I mean, his weed is only going to be in California for a bit, but they're also putting out ashtrays and all sorts of other things. Which have you seen his ashtrays he makes? I follow him on Twitter and he he does two things. He basically just. Oh, yeah, because he hand makes stuff. He just posts photos of his uh, po- uh, his pottery that he makes. Um, and it is it is gorgeous. <laughs> and then he basically just mercilessly dunks on Ted Cruz. Yes, <laughs> that's been amazing lately. Um, um, the company, I, though, is called Houseplant. Oh, I love it. And apparently he's actually been working on some of the stuff for this behind the scenes for 10 years now. Good for him. Well, like genetic wise, that means they've they've been working on it. All I can say is uh, Houseplant better have the most fire strain of Pineapple Express or people are going They'll to be riot. pissed. Yeah. Uh, while we're talking about weed, let people who are in jail on weed charges out. Just fucking. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Just want to get that out there mm-hmm. while we're talking about another white guy making a weed company. Like, thank- nothing against Seth Rogen. Yeah, but- thank you for remembering that. I so often forget this, and that's entirely a great point to make. Thank I just you. want to mention it anytime we get too deep into weed, um, because I refuse to hide my politics on this podcast. Um, and I appreciate that, because not enough people talk about that, and it's a very, very good point. Mm-hmm. We should expunge all of their records and really do some... Crazy, uh, crazy reprimand. That's not the word. Reparations? Reparations. Reprimands would be a very different thing to do. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I had the wrong word. Uh, And on that cheery note, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about Go Go Godzilla. I'm going to say this like six times as we fight over this movie, because I'm pretty sure you and I are about to fight over this movie. But just get out there. Fuck Mark. Oh, entirely. <laughs> the main character guy. Kind of fuck all of the characters, at least a little bit. Okay, we there can is, agree on that at there least. There is still we'll a little bit. One character who deserves to not be fucked, and that is Ken Watanobe's character. And he yeah. dies. And he dies. And that's also, but if he didn't die, I wouldn't have cared. Yeah, but then we could have had another movie of let them the fight. fight. Yes. Like the, the, the guy, he's the only other character I kind of liked. Oh, Jake um, Peralta's dad, which um, I still we, we've talked about this for like two he's hours. He's on the West now. Wing. Um, he's in uh, Cabin in the Woods. He's um, in why Get can't Out. I think of his name right now? Um, he's so good. He's in Billy Madison as the villain. Yes. Um, I looked up yeah. Bradley Whitford. Bradley Whitford. Thank you. <laughs> God, I haven't thought about Billy Madison in Dude, a long time. I did a rewatch of it recently. It holds up for me really well. That surprises me with um, with Adam Sandler. Better than Happy Gilmore, personally, uh, for a rewatch. Does not surprise me at all, actually. Okay, so now here's the part where we're not going to fight about this movie. Skull Island's a much more fun movie. Oh, it's Sk- a superior movie. Skull Island is <laughs> it better. I, like, I just have more personal feels for this okay. movie. That said, way cooler monster action scenes in this movie. Because they had more interesting monsters. Skull Island had Kong, who took all of the fucking oxygen out for all the other, like, things that he beats up. 
Well, this one we have fucking, well, Mothra taking all the oxygen out anytime oh. she shows up. But uh, before we move on, I just need to say, holy shit, Mothra is beautiful. Yeah. The wings unfurling scene is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen on screen. Oh, God. And like, the, I love how like you just see like the, the uh, like the electricity in the air about it. It is. Oh, God, it's so good. I just <laughs> I just wish that they had her fairies. Because I looked Mothra they have up. A, they have a reference. Original Mothra, you're giving us a confused look here. Original Mothra had fairies that talked for her. And it was always little Japanese twin girls for the most part. They're about Barbie sized. I And they were super creepy. This. Uh, and there is a great fucking meme of it's just a still shot from the, I think, first Mothra movie. And we're, uh, it's like a bunch of like political officials and generals and shit being like, we could ask uh, the fairies to get Mothra to save us. <laughs> and, like, it's a real still. Like, but it looks like, what fucking movie is going like, I honestly need to watch through all of the old Godzilla movies. Yes, you do. This um, made me want to watch Mothra, and it gave me an idea for another podcast that I do not have time to do. What is this? Tell just, me. I might do it. It is literally just, just watch, like, every... Toho monster movies? Also, uh, Ghidoran... Mm. So like the the rival to Toho, there's like seven of mm -hmm. them, I think. Um, um, also, can we just throw in some random? Um, I don't know what it, what it would be, but like just some Power Rangers or some what, Power Rangers or King Kong, the the original whatever it was called, uh, um, Senen Riders, or I think. Or oh yeah, yeah. The um, I don't know. I, I don't know enough about it, but I would love to. Just but just like through history, starting with like the first King Kong, and just go through watching like. The King Kong and Godzilla universe, like major monster movies. Let's do this, but let's do this like as a uh, a bi monthly, uh, like a once a month podcast or something like this. I'm, like I, I'm wholeheartedly <laughs> in on that. You don't even know how much I want to rewatch most of these movies, especially after watching this. Dude, I Cece's gonna be so mad at me that we just created a new podcast in the middle of the it's third truly... podcast that we work on together, Tyler. It's not truly created yet because I have yet to come up with the name. Give me a week. <laughs> and it's also uh, we put in the hard cap of it's definitely going to be. Bi-monthly. We're only going to do it every other month. Or monthly, but okay, yeah, bi-monthly. Like, let's be nice. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about this. Oh my god, it's so good. Um, Monster Madness. Where? Uh, <laughs> Monster we, Mash. We touched Ooh. on it a little bit last episode, talking about King Kong, but where do you guys come in on Godzilla? I don't remember why I suddenly got a fly up my ass that I really needed to watch a Godzilla movie when I was a kid. It was the same way that randomly one day I suddenly was like, I'm super into James Bond now. Show me James Bond. I don't even remember what Godzilla movie it was. I just desperately wanted to watch a Godzilla movie. It might have been when the fucking awful American Godzilla movie came out with Ferris Bueller in it. Uh, that would make sense. Matthew Broderick. That would very much make sense. Because I don't think I've ever actually gone back. Now that I think about it hardcore, I've... Only Godzilla that I've seen is like new Godzilla going forward from me being born. I, I watched the cartoon a bunch. Um, uh, they did an animated TV series for WB Kids, I remember. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and then I think that's loosely adjacently associated with the 2000 era movie with Brent. Uh, not, no, you just said his name. Matthew. Matt, uh, Matt Broderick. Matt, Matt Broderick. Um, and then I've seen Shin Godzilla and I've seen um, that uh the Brian Cranston 
Godzilla and the one that came right before this. This one. It's better than it had any right to be, considering how little happens in it. It's disappointing how fast uh, Brian Cranston dies in that, but that's a different different podcast. Brian Cranston, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, it must have been. And then I've been trying to track down. Marvel used to have the Godzilla license, so they just put Godzilla straight up in the Marvel universe. Fuck yes. So it was like. Nick Fury's buddy, Dum Dum Dugan, who was in Captain America, the first Avenger, mm -hmm. trying to chase down Godzilla all the fucking time was this comic. And they can't re-release it because the rights issues are just oh, borked right to hell. Place. Yeah. I desperately want to read it, though. <laughs> like, it's... Oh, God, yeah, that would be amazing. I would love that. That's... I need more of just, like, random kaijus just injected into other media. I liked the Matt Broderick one on as a kid. And literally the only thing I remember about the other one. I still like is, it now for what it is. If you the don't 1998 <laughs> American remake of Godzilla starring Matthew Broderick. And it's also, my favorite movie. That's a 1998 American remake, remake of Godzilla of starring <laughs> Matthew Broderick. Exactly. And I mostly remember the Taco Bell uh, uh, <laughs> advertisements for it. I had the toy that like moved, like would slowly walk if you had the remote control and would go. Oh, oh you lucky duck. And uh, I'm pretty sure my mom was high when she bought it, but I can't prove that. <laughs> but she did love that toy. I'm <laughs> not in you don't have to be it. high to love that toy. No, but she absolutely bought it for herself and then gave it to me. Like that kind of like. I'm not entirely certain that I don't still have the uh, Godzilla head drinking cup that you could get from it was I a think, pizza hut thing i think yeah uh ah, in dude, the other that little hand puppet <laughs> they, they did a lot of outside market placements like that was all over the place very I, brief time when pizza hut tried to do toys and was like surprisingly in depth with their toys well if you're gonna get in into toys you might as well do them good you know but like you know mcdonald's doesn't bother with that like <laughs> that said they did just put out pokemon cards um in their poke in a recent kids mill for the 25th anniversary and i was i actually went and bought it <laughs> that doesn't surprise <laughs> me at all my my love for big g goes back real far i started watching probably at seven or eight with the old ones as they were coming on monster vision uh as hosted by joe Bob that's what Briggs we could call at the time. it and it was monster vision a thing Monster Vision was a thing on TNT hosted by Joe Bob Briggs after he got done doing uh, At the Drive-In, which has been recently uh, resurrected. Yeah, on Shudder, right? Yep. Nice. Um, and so I can tell you that my my first Godzilla would have been uh, the, the Godzilla vs. Mothra. One of their best-selling ones ever. I got deep dive into Wikipedia looking up Godzilla for this. Uh, I did have followed by the one that I've seen the most often, uh, by far, and would probably have been the second one that I saw was Invasion of the Astro Monster, which was released in the states as Monster Zero, which is the second appearance of King Ghidorah, and is Godzilla and Rodan getting conned into going to an alien planet to fight King Ghidorah, but it's actually a trick so that the aliens can capture them both and send all three at once to destroy we them. We have to do this podcast. I'm sorry. It's also, <laughs> they're all fucking wild because <laughs> I watched, a, there's a there's an anime, uh, a CG 3D anime Godzilla 3 tr trilogy, 
I think it's mm, like three mm-hmm. movies on Netflix. Um, uh, and I watch them all and they're fucking wild. They, I, they go into the future mm-hmm. and basically wild, like worth my time or wild. Like what the hell just happened here? Wild worth your time. No. <laughs> um, wild worth. You like Godzilla? Yes. Wild worth. You have, uh, you need to fill your time. Yes. Um, it's not good, I, but it's fun. I know you, so I'm not going to necessarily say you need to prioritize it, but I know <laughs> you well enough that you should watch it. If you <laughs> uh, like, you'll enjoy it, I think. And then, yeah, and then, like, the 1998 one, like I said, is my favorite 1990. I'm not going to do the whole spiel again, but have you ever seen... There's a clip of it in one of the Godzilla movies. He fights the 1998 Godzilla. But it's like forced, like some aliens are sending down monsters for him to fight. And they send down that one and he just like one shot kills it and they move on. It was just like <laughs> Japanese Godzilla filmmakers throwing shade at this movie. Now that all being said, I'm also not the biggest Godzilla fan ever. There's oh. just so many hours in the day. Like I still haven't even gotten a Shin Godzilla. Shin Godzilla, which is supposed to be, I hear that's like, very good, fantastic. Uh, I'm not going to talk about it too much because uh, spoiler, it's probably going to be my recommendation because it's fucking amazing. You guys need to watch <laughs> this movie. Um, it is my favorite Godzilla movie, and like I'm not even that big of a Godzilla fan. Cat, uh, my partner, her brother is a huge Godzilla fan. He goes to Godzilla like conventions and where they watch. I mean, what are you doing here? Um, (laughs) Why aren't you at a Godzilla convention? Oh, actually COVID. That's why COVID. And then also he lives in Chicago and this is in Chicago. And I would love to go to Chicago for a Godzilla convention. Um, And possibly there's going to be insane. I imagine. Plus also they sell like Godzilla themed merch and uh, stuff. And it's fucking cool. Uh, he has some amazing posters that I can't show you because we're on a audio podcast. <laughs> um, that being said, like I might not be the biggest fan, but it ties real, real close into like the beginnings of me loving movies in general, as well as like watching horror movies. And now I do a whole horror movie podcast. So like Godzilla and especially these particular characters, because Rodan was my boy, but to be honest, that's more of a nostalgic love at this point, especially because looking back, Rodan gets no love through the movies and there's no reason that he should have ever been my boy because he is not featured heavily enough. But oh, no, he, I always that was always my choice. So I feel you not Rodan specifically, but the like, why doesn't anyone love this? Because they're only OK. But King fine. Ghidorah, a two, three headed, two tailed space dragon. Yes, please. Very cool. Um. Ghidorah does make an appearance. I, I, I love Ghidorah in this. Uh, I very much love the Ghidorah that you get to see in that uh, that anime that I was saying. They they lean into the the non Earth entity into that one mm. um, in some very interesting cool ways. And I believe uh, Monster Zero. I was introduced uh, to King Ghidorah as Ghidra, which was one of the. Uh, bad translations from when they were first Americanized. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. And so it took me a long time to realize that I was really confused why some movies I'd be like, well, he's Ghidra. And other movies, they'd start calling him Ghidorah. And I'm like, that's Ghidra. 
Key Dragon. What are you talking about? <laughs> I think Godzilla falls under, like, if you're a nerd, you have some level of affection for Godzilla. Like, you know. I, yeah, it's definitely, like, somehow just embedded into the cultural bedrock somehow. Well, because there's something amazing about a giant monster that shoots atomic laser blasts out of his mouth and like <laughs> definitely looking back on um uh, sci-fi throughout the uh, eras like giant monster flicks of the 70s not 70s the 60s as like a culture culturary reaction to nuclear armament mm -hmm. is definitely a is definitely a thing within american society so it doesn't it doesn't surprise me that godzilla would be easily acceptable but it, i i I don't get why I love him, but I love him. Yeah. Because he's a giant monster that shoots atomic breath. Like and he's also just a good buddy who's usually, <laughs> despite, yeah, he's fucking up some buildings, but he he's just trying to fucking usually just get where he needs to go and stop someone from fucking up something it, worse. He's not necessarily your friend, but he will save the world at the drop of a hat. Which, like, thank you, Godzilla. I wake up and thank Godzilla every day. Really. That's weird. That would be a strange really. be thing really to do, Tyler. Strange. I do actually legitimately, now that I think about it, I do want to change uh, thank God in my vocabulary. To just thank Godzilla. Thank Godzilla, because that feels that feels more more right for me. Yeah. It's a little more appropriate for me than me thanking God as I am agnostic as all get out. And I'm not pra I've never in my life been a practice. <laughs> That's a different. That, we're not. Going to that <laughs> yeah, so podcast. Godzilla. And this Godzilla movie specifically. Um. Millie Bobby, I just like Millie Bobby Brown. Just okay, she's good. She did a I, she did a good job, and not even necessarily her character here. I don't know shit about the character. They didn't really give her much to work with. Oh, I just like her. She is charming. Uh, I don't get her turn at all. Like like other than like, if she did feel very weird to me. Like the the role she gets to play. If like, she feels way too. It feels wild that she would betray her dad like that in that scene with uh there's a lot of parental abuse happening yeah. to this child on yeah, both that's, sides that's like... my biggest problem is that fuck both of her parents <laughs> so it took until my rewatch yesterday uh -huh. two days ago i don't remember when i watched it i watched it the most recent time yeah that i realized how much she is on board with her mom's plan like without upon, thinking through it at all upon rewatching like their whole first conversation is basically code back and forth to each other yeah yeah it's i upon rewatch i the more i've watched this movie the less i like all of the human characters absolutely um other than ken also, like this time, this time through, I really solidified my dislike of the uh, it, it just the trope of like humans are a scourge and a virus that's killing the, it's the boring. planet. It's a boring trope. It's a boring no trope that in. negates the fact that that's not that's not true. Um, it's only true if you forget the fact that that's because capitalism. The one percent. <laughs> and and like really. It's not true. So if people didn't know our political leanings in the podcast by this point, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I also just don't like it from the. It feels very nihilistic. It, well, it also sets us apart from being part of the natural system. Mm. I've never been on board with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're a part of nature. Yeah. It's entirely just like we just need to learn how to egotistical or not even learn. We need, you know, things need to be in place to 
where we're not fucking with it as much. Yeah. We're the like <laughs> nature will be fine. We're just destroying it to the place where we can't live in it anymore. We're, yeah. We're we're nature's, fucking it up to where it's not good for us. Yes. Nature's doing its thing. It's always doing that. So let's just like try and make it so we can still live in it is my thing. Mm-hmm. And, and not, not needlessly fuck up uh, yes. things for other species. Yes, and not commit, I don't know, global <laughs> genocide for the the idea of that, oh, this will solve it. But nature as a whole is going to be fine. Exactly. Go, go, Godzilla. <laughs> I did like it when Godzilla did punch those things. That was good. <laughs> Sorry, I uh, sorry. I realized I got into a really bummer uh, point of like, I hate the villain story, but um, yeah, I just like in comparison to uh, King Kong Skull Island, more so. I don't care for any like this is my problem with any giant kaiju movie is that like the human elements of it I don't tend to like. Don't tend to like. I it's usually it's only there to move the story along slash provide story to why I'm seeing giant creatures fight. And this one feels very much more like that to me. The thing I don't like about the human involvement is that they always feel the need to put extra stakes on top of whatever the humans are doing. Mm -hmm. It's not just things could be really bad if this monster loses also, we're way too close and we need to survive. Also, it's, it's we like accidentally killed them and we now need to bring them back. Yeah. Which the dude from Ham, the dude who was in the original performance of Hamilton. He's um, also going to be the main character in In the Heights. Um, oh, what is his fucking Anthony name? Ramos? Thank you. Um, if you haven't guessed, I'm incredibly bad at names. Um, so my apologies. It's not me being offensive. I'm just not bad at names, but not good at names. <laughs> um, but he, like him and Giddy to say, like, you mean to tell me we killed the one person who could save us was just like, go fuck this, Ed Lumet. I I hate this. Please, why did you do this to me? I will say I did kind of like the soldiers in this just because they got to say what, like, literally everyone else. Yes, they were some of the best humans um, in this because they were the most rational people. The line of, like, man, if you guys were my parents, I'd run away from home too. It was like, fucking speak truth to power here. Yes, random and then guy. repeating it directly to them. <laughs> that was Baby Ice Cube. Which, yeah, yeah. Good for you, Baby Ice Cube. O'Shea Jackson Jr. Which, good for you, guy, O'Shea Jackson Jr. Yeah, let's use his real name. That's, uh, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, he played his father as his breakout role. Yeah. That's gotta be I, I'm saying wild too often lately, but that's got to be that's wild. That's two people from, um, uh, that's two people that made the jump from Straight Outta Compton to this To this the Universal Monster verse. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved that they got Joe Morton to play the grown-up uh, doctor from Skull Island. Oh, did they? I missed this. Di- when Dyson shows up from Terminator 2, he's the black doctor from from Skull Island. It's just that this is years later, so he's old man now. Oh, I missed this entirely. He shows up very briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I was immediately like, oh, it's Joe Morton, because that's fucking, that's Dyson. Like, wasn't he on Eureka as well? I he was. Eureka. See, he that's was. the one I have the connection to. Yeah, no, I missed that bit entirely. Actually, that's a... I kind of feel like the perfect version of this movie is if it would have just been this exact same script, but directed by Vought Roberts. 
Yes. Who's directing this? I forgot. Uh, Michael Daughtry. Which he's done some other interesting things. I remember looking up uh, what else he directed. Trick or Treat, which is fantastic. Yeah, which I have only heard great things about and I want to see, but it wasn't on Shutter when I had it, so I need to I need to find a copy of it. Uh directed Krampus, but he was a writer on X2. Oh, I saw Krampus. Which Krampus is it was fine. I like it. Mm-hmm. He was a director on, I mean he was a writer on X2. He was a writer on uh Urban Legends Bloody Mary, which I think was the direct to video third one in that franchise. But also the only one I hear talked about <laughs> in all honesty. Like nobody talks about like like they'll talk occasionally about the first one, but for, if anybody brings up Urban Legends, it's usually Bloody Mary for some reason, and I think it's probably because it was marketed out of the ass. And he was a writer on Superman Returns. Ooh, well, that's not necessarily his fault. No, <laughs> yeah, but I imagine there was probably several. Enough went on wrong on Superman Returns that I'm only mostly going to throw it at Bre- Brian Singer if we're being honest here. <laughs> yeah, I, but Brian Singer like... and Kevin Spacey. Oh, like God, that had to be an uncomfortable place to work. Yeah. The tone of this movie is just wrong for the writing because there's actually a lot of jokes in this, but they're carrying the dark tone of the first of the, the Gareth the, the Edwards God, one. Yeah, the Gareth Edwards one forward. Yeah. It was all played so seriously and gray. Like, every, and I'm still using that tiny fucking screen on, like, tablet to stream mm-hmm. things. But every uh, joke felt really flat to me. And everything kind of blended together. And you have fucking Rodan and Mothra. Those should not, not, I mean, Mothra stuck out. But, like, the, the fun only... I had was watching the monsters, not the humans making bad jokes. The, well, the only, the O'Shea Jackson, mm-hmm. um, is that his name? Mm-hmm. Um, him, that was the, that was a part that I found funny. Uh, him saying you if I had parents you'd run away from home. The I particularly groaned at the uh, uh, Mark's character um, when he said to um, uh, when when animals move like this they're doing that to um, uh, find food something or um, and he, he basically doesn't want to say fuck and for some reason oh, right. like it, uh, they try and because sh- it's PG thirteen so they get one fuck which O'Shea Jackson Jr. gets which <laughs> uh, better choice. But like I remember hearing that, and I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, like it did, it, yeah, yeah. You're right, and it was played completely serious. Like there was not even like the real like pause you would need. The part that most made me like, I am done with this character, is he's been annoying. He's been annoying. He's been annoying. And then we get to the point that they're trying to figure out. They're they're realizing that they're hunting like a pack. Yes. And like mm-hmm. the Asian woman whispers to him and she starts to say something and he just pops up being like, if I may, white Ooh. boy, sit down. After I she do was also want to point it. out the legendary Shang Chi Yi is who you're talking about from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Which she was cool. Uh, oh shit, you're right. Now, was she was supposed to be, uh, that she sets up that she's lineage, like uh, like great grand, like she's like four generations of monarch. Is she supposed to be the granddaughter of the person? Right, because from- she played two roles. It's easy to miss, but she is on, you'll notice that Zhang Ji is on the, what What was the name of the flying? The, the ship, the, yeah, I don't the, remember. The Argo. The Argo, I think it is, yeah. She's on the Argo. Argo fuck yourself. And, yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, oh shit, the, the Mothra cocoon is hatching and she's right there in front of it watching it because that's her twin sister. Which is the reference to the fairy twins of Mothra. Uh. Yeah. Hmm. 
Interesting. And they call her by two different names if you're and paying she attention, gets, and she has a different hair length. And when she's I'm killed, not paying attention to I, I did names. not recognize that at all. That's why, that's, that's, oh my God, that's why I don't like twins. <laughs> I'm bad at names. I, I can't remember both their names, so they're the same person, and that confuses me. With the character of Mark, I straight up was saying this as an insult, and both of you were in it, but that character could have been played by Marky Mark exactly the same, and, like, nothing would have changed. Nothing like, would have changed, was except so I would bland. have liked it more. I would have liked it a lot more, even though I don't like Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I did... I did listen to about half the commentary for this movie this morning. God, you're so much more devoted to this than we are. And apparently that's just Kyle Chandler. Like <laughs> He's just Marky Mark, like, if you can't afford Mark Wahlberg. They're like, oh man, he's really in character. And they're like, no, this is, this is just the way he showed up. This is him talking the way he normally talks. He just came like, in and read the lines <laughs> as is. He's not acting, he's just, he's performing the lines. But it's... Listening to the commentary was part of the thing where I'm like, I don't understand how this tone moved forward like this to still feel so much like the 2014 Godzilla, mm -hmm. because it was very obvious that Michael Daughtry understands the ridiculousness of what's going on in this movie. He was like sitting there cracking up at the fact like, look, Monarch has their own fucking coffee mugs. On the screen, they all have monogrammed fucking coffee. They got a lot of money real fast, because in Kong Skull Island, they're about to be shut down, and they don't even have a helicopter. And in this one, they have a giant sea boat and a huge airplane that fucking flies around like it's like a trick stunt plane. Oh, and they've been building bunkers around the world for decades now. Mm -hmm. Like, in the 50 years since the 1970s, so like since Kong Skull Island, and not even 50 years, it's I like 45, they have done... A lot of shit real fast. Should I go back and rewatch the last Godzilla movie? It's fine. I like it. Uh, I mean, this one. My question is, does it play well into the continuity that is set up between Kong Skull Island and this one? There wasn't really a continuity yet for it. They made it and other they were like, than, we're going to do more. But like other than it exists for them to reference he fights something called Mutos. I don't remember what Mutos are, and I only know that because they mention it in this movie. Oh, cause, yeah, because it's, it's an acronym for... And he blows up most of San Francisco. And, well, and uh, one of the Muto, uh, another Muto shows up at the end when they're all like bowing, bowing to Kong. That's okay. I do remember this. There's, uh, what is it? Behemoth, uh, Scylla, and then a Muto, as well as Rodan. Which those behemoths... Looked fucking cool. I super like want a movie about the giant gorilla mammoth thing. The behemoth. Yes. Like that's I was so disappointed when I looked him up and found out he only existed in this. And you barely see him. And it's mostly on like monitors in quick succession between different uh, kaijus. And there's mostly just like him stomping around Rio de Janeiro or fucking the Wyoming, Pacific North. Yeah, Wyoming yeah, or something. Uh, so I, just on a whim, after I finished this movie, I typed in Godzilla on Audible just to see what would come up. And they're like, we have the novel adaption of this book. Do you want, or of this movie, do you want it? It's free. <laughs> of course it's <laughs> and free. And I like looked at the reviews and they're like, yeah, it's kind of fun. It, it, it puts a lot more time into what the other monsters are up to. And I'm like, yep, I will spend no money to like learn more about that part and continue to hate Mark. Well, it does seem like... I mean, you have to just fast forward through all the marks. That's that you the already plan. Got yeah. it through the 100%. Movie. So in the 
in the end credits when all it is is like referencing things that could be set up, especially the fact that we're going into Godzilla vs. Kong. Mm-hmm. Which, that's how soon, right? That's, that's like, very soon. Very soon. That's like within a month. Oh, wow. Sweet. I believe. Of recording this at, at where we're recording it now. Like, one of the things that's also set up by one of those newspaper headlines is that, like, everybody's heading to Skull Island. So it looks like they're just going to turn Skull Island into Monster Island for this universe, which I'm completely down that's with. That's fine. And means that we might get all of those monsters again hanging out on Monster Island together. That's cool. I was disappointed we didn't get to see any Kong, really, other than they referenced him, like, two or three times. Did well, we, we don't see him, do we? I don't think no. so. Well, apparently... According to the commentary, we weren't supposed to see those other monsters. Like, they didn't think that they were going to have the budget for it and had write-arounds to sort of be able to reference, like, that they existed and that they were happening. And, like, in the post-production process, they ended up with more money than they thought. And they're like, yeah, you guys should put that in. (laughs) They're like, okay. (laughs) We're down. Um... I hate this movie now. Knowing that that's the case, that my favorite parts of this movie are <laughs> they were the original. Second. They were originally in the script, but okay, they had so, to take them out because they didn't think that they were going to have the budget. Why do you take that out and not fucking Mark? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, a hundred percent. So we did watch CC watch this with me. Uh, the the trailer for. Kong versus Godzilla, Godzilla versus Kong immediately after this. And she's like, I have two thoughts. One, damn it, Mark's in that movie too. Is he? Yeah. Damn. Him and Millie Bobby Brown are back. Um, but Millie Bobby Brown's going to be good. Yeah, that'll be fine. She's, she's charming. Hopefully she has a role in this one. But two, she's like, I don't want them to fight. Same. A hundred percent. I wish it was Want them Kong to team up and... for a bromance movie. They're 100% going to be teamed up by the end. Oh, of course. Because this is like what happens in comics. You generally can't have a definitive winner because it pisses too many people off. I saw an article saying there will be a definitive winner. It's going to be Kong. Or not, uh, not Kong. It's going to be Godzilla. I want it to be Kong, but it's going to be Godzilla. But I, already I Kong too. in the Kong trailer. Kong in the original like 50s one. Depending on where you saw it. Oh. Uh, Really? If you saw it in America, Kong won. If you watched it in Japan, Godzilla won. <laughs> uh, whoa! I mean, that that's wild and makes 100% sense. Because King Kong is for American audiences and Godzilla is for fucking Japanese audiences. Holy shit, I love that. I want to see both cuts of that so bad. We need to do this podcast. Yeah. And I don't, I hope I'm not pulling that out my ass, but I'm pretty sure that that's how it, like, went down. Oh, God, I love it. I think, but if you go frame by frame through the trailer, it seems to already reference Mechagodzilla on one of the computer screens. So they're going to team up to fight Mechagodzilla. Oh, and oh. undoubtedly. It did look really cool when a Godzilla was trying to atomic breath him and Kong is, like, showing oh. up with a fucking hammer thing, like... Oh, God, they're gonna use... They're gonna use, uh... I, why can I not remember three-headed... Uh, King Ghidorah. Uh, King Ghidorah. They're gonna use King Ghidorah's head to artificially build a robot Godzilla. Was, the, was there a mecha King Ghidorah? Because there... there was... So... So here's... I think you're probably right. Because I, I don't... He's supposed to be not... He's supposed to be not... Of Earth's order. So I'm imagining they're going to lean into the technological end because that's a thing that I've seen them do elsewhere. 
Um, right. So I here's the thing. I also don't think that they plan on going far enough. I don't think that they would do Mecha Godzilla and then do Mecha King Ghidorah for American audiences. That seems like because a lot. I, too many people would be like, "You've already done this fucking idea. Come up with something original." Right. Not realizing that no, like there's some of us nerds that really, really, really want to see Mecha King Ghidorah. So, so gonna, instead, you just combine the two into one. Exactly. Basically, what they're going to have to fight is Mecha Godzilla, which is going to be something that they were building to fight Godzilla or something. But they're going to accidentally like the King uh, King Ghidorah is going to be like put into Mecha Godzilla, and it's going to turn it's into power it or power it's going or to make something. it work somehow or some. However, techno bullshit. This is like slim chance, five percent chance. I could also see them using the King Ghidorah head to create an updated version of Biolante. Now I don't know that one. Uh, Or Biolante. Biolante was a, I believe from 1989, 1990s, uh, early 90s, was when it first popped up and was a plant... Oh, I've plant, seen this somewhere li- Like plant Godzilla hybrid kaiju that had regenerative power, much like we saw Ghidorah has in oh, this. Oh, interesting. And it was created by like scientists fucking around with Godzilla's DNA plus plant DNA plus other so, stuff. Swamp Thing meets Godzilla. Now I finally understand watching this movie why there's that meme of like the two threatening heads and the one doofy head. Oh, Kevin? Because that head gets killed, what? Three times, two, three times. At one point, it like picks it up. One of the other head picks it up with his mouth. Like it's okay. Sorry, I'm just thinking of King Ghidorah here. I completely I threw it. No, it's or... okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love thinking of King Ghidorah. This is the the first time in film history that the heads have been portrayed as having different personalities. Oh, interesting. All every other iteration of King Ghidorah, they've all been in sync. Yeah, it's probably way cheaper to do it that way. Just put them all on the same piece of string. Yeah, that would be much easier. I'm trying to think some other just random bullshit I can pull out. This is the shortest uh, and fattest Rodan. Interesting. He was a little chunky. Uh, can we talk about Mothra and Rodan's fight? Because that was fucking that cool. That was fucking ball. <laughs> um, I liked uh, Mothra might be my sleeper hit for me. Uh, no, hundred percent. Because I went, I was watching this movie. And I went, I should watch the Mothra movie. Yeah. Like, um, I love that they gave Mothra like the like battle. Like it suddenly got mean. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I'm done. I'm going to take this serious now. I'm not positive. I feel like the Mothra quote unquote battle form was a little bit of a shout-out to Batra, who was kind of like a bad Mothra from one of them. Evil Mothra, it has a goatee. Although I also <laughs> want to say that it might have been also kind of bat-like, hence the name Batra, but it was basically Evil Mothra. I think, oh, kind of, I think it was yeah, kind of I think it was kind of in between, but <laughs> I'm gonna have to I've only trust seen you that, on that one one time, but I do remember it having kind of like a meaner attack, kind of like Mothra. Although they's kind of referenced that we might be getting some sort of Batra in the closing credits again, because they were like Bat Kaiju on one of the fucking headlines and shit. You notice so. so much more. I don't even remember these credits. Dude, to be honest with you, this this is one of there's those a ones... lot in the credits. The credits is like like I said, 
I love good credits, and this does have credits where they give you a lot of a lot of exposition and setup for future content. Way more than like you get in a lot of the movie, if you ask me. <laughs> um, or at least done in a way that I can follow in an interesting manner. There was definitely things where I was sitting there like <gasps> the ma- the the turrets on the undersea base are maser turrets, not laser turrets, because the maser turrets are were these big cannons that would come out in the old Godzilla movies. Like in the later ones, when mm-hmm. Tokyo was kind of just expecting to be attacked by Godzilla every now and then, <laughs> like, it's like we're gonna set up some sort of defense. It's that, been forty years. Yeah, we the laser turrets were their defense system as well. Oh, interesting. Um, even just the way the movie opens, you hear three footsteps and then the Godzilla roar, is the exact way the fifty-four movie opened. That tracks. I want to say I've seen the fifty-four movie somehow, but I, I don't think I've ever seen the first one. But I can't. I can't guarantee it. I've seen I've I've seen the original cut only one time, but I've watched the American cut that was put out in 56 a lot more because that was the one that they would usually show on TV. I'm told you probably shouldn't have done that one. Yeah, like, it's watch dumb, <laughs> but uh let's take out all of the like allegory about the atomic bomb here. And also just, like, have really obviously cut-in footage of this American reporter guy. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking weird. Okay, so pass on that, then. No, I mean, it's it's worth it. So on this movie... Just, to, just yeah. for the experience? Yeah. So on this movie, thinking of actors who kind of... Like, I can't tell if they were phoning it in or just are naturally like that. Tywin Lannister. Oh, Charles Dance is one of the greatest villains on screen anytime he's on screen. He just like playing the eco terrorist and he could have played literally any Charles Dance character and like changed to nothing. He was just being him. But also anytime he spoke it was compelling even though I was like, oh, fuck off with that. It's like, like yeah, no, maybe we should let your daughter die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I he... mean you are already pretty committed to this, so Mm. It's her, it was her choice to go to fucking Fenway, so fuck it. He plays Lord Vetinari in one of the Discworld adaptations, and anytime I see him, I'm like, oh, God, you're so just built for that. <laughs> I know Game of Thrones, but I don't really care. Discworld. <laughs> yeah, I know you're not missing much from what I've seen of Game of Thrones. It's it's okay. All of his parts are good, because yeah. he was in it while the show, show was still good. Because Charles Dance. Yeah. Um... Uh, you might not have noticed. I thought they did a good job of skirting around it. They never actually gave what Orca is a synonym or is an acronym for. Yeah, what what is that? They never came up with an acronym for it. They wanted to name it the Orca after the ship in Jaws. Really? I would have ass- okay. I assumed a whale. That's and what I was sonar. going with. Like, yeah, and like, well, it, they're like whales. It, they were like, so, it works because whales use sonar. And but what we want to name it after uh, is the boat in Jaws. Also, real quick. That was their, like, grad school project. Like, before Godzilla attacked, what were they making this thing that they're using? They do say whale communication, right? Is that what it is? Okay. I think so, and... Or trying to get them to not beach themselves was the original premise? Yeah, they they do mention something real quick, what its original purpose was for, and you're like, oh, it makes sense that you're able to adapt that. Okay. Yeah, like, he says, like, it was originally done this, but we... 
destroyed it. And then he says, yeah, but so then she rebuilt it and made it work for this or something. Mark was so mean to that one poor guy that made like Mark the so accidental mean. faux pas. And then he was just shitty to him for the rest of the movie. Oh, like the Thomas Middleton. I'm a big character. fan of your wife. I mean, not like that. And you. I'm like, that was weird. the work. And you're like, all right, this was a poorly portrayed joke, but whatever. It's an awkward moment. And then Mark just was a piece of shit to him for I, the rest of the movie. Yeah, Mark Mark is a piece of shit. And I don't <laughs> like his character. Um, Thomas Middleditch is also a character that I will say for the the role he gets, he does a good job. He's basically playing a less like anxious version of his character from uh, Silicon Valley. Oh, he has absolutely nothing to work with here. Um, but yeah, exactly. He has nothing to work with. He's just like he was supposed to be the comedic relief, I think, but like never got a chance to do it. I'll say a thing I like about this movie because I'm being pretty much nothing but shitty to this movie. I wanted to know so much more about the weird underwater air pocket temple older than Egypt. Everything about this movie that is cool has no humans in it. Yeah. Where where did this come from? Tell me. And, and uh, I've mentioned it before. I'm a sucker for ancient cultures. Oh, I'm a sucker so. for just good world building in any time and anything. And if you do that. And then they fucking nuked it. Yeah. And then they nuke it. With a really terrible plan of we're going to nuke this guy and that'll fix him. It'll be fine. Because that we. Because we have, you know, he, he's radioactive. He's he's pumping out radioactivity. So, so obviously a nuclear bomb. So we should definitely give him more of that. Yeah, it mostly I was just mad. I was like, part of me is like, I know they're trying to save the world, but why did you nuke this? This is the most important historical find in history. Yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> that bugged me when, they, I mean, I get why they nuked it, but every time I watch that, I'm like, don't, just like... Don't do that. Don't, please like, don't. You found basically the equivalent of Atlantis, prehistory Atlantis, basically. That that fucking Godzilla chills at because he can power nap here. Yeah, you also just blew up Godzilla's house. Yeah, we don't know if that place is going to work anymore for him. Oh, the one thing that did kill me on this beyond just the don't blow up Godzilla's house is they're like, that looks Egyptian. Roman. It's like those are very fucking those different. Are very <laughs> different. Like maybe later Egypt owned by Rome, but even then it was still very Egyptian for large parts of it. Like that was not Yeah, like hieroglyphs are very different <laughs> than, you know, and Times Ar New Roman. And Ar <laughs> <laughs> that's everything that they, they just all wrote it in Times New Roman. Of course. Um, well, and just architecturally, like that is as far apart as you can kind of get in and the also, ancient like, world. Like, none of that <laughs> looked Egyptian nor Roman. It looked very Mesoamerican to me at points. Nah, man, this is way older. Kate Jake's dad. I'm sorry. I, that's the one place I really know him is Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, so. which you're, yeah, understandably. And he's a shitty airline pilot in that. I Basically might... the same character, but a shitty airline pilot instead of a... Uh, Scientist. Sorry. Not, I had to look it up. I think I was probably wrong with the it depends on where you watched it. Although there was a heavily edited American version, which is what I was thinking of. Oh, OK. Um, but it does seem like basically the end of the original King Kong versus Godzilla. Godzilla wins, beat like beats Kong's ass and like has him like 
I think unconscious and starts to burn the shit around him to like burn him alive and cremate like a him basically. Type thing, yeah, as one does, you know. And then Kong gets struck by lightning, revived, at which point he basically knocks Godzilla out and throws him back into the ocean. This and movie's then, going on our new podcast list, like, real early on. Oh, like, very much so. And it seems, and at the end, it's like, well, Godzilla technically won in the end, but it looks like King Kong, guess, won at the end, but there's now no signs of Godzilla, so it seems like he lived and got away. And then they made, like, 30 more Godzilla movies, so, yeah. Well, I mean, and a yeah. lot of Godzilla movies don't care about continuity. That's there's probably a, there's a good a idea. There's a lot of Godzilla you. movies that are direct sequels to the first one and ignore all the other movies. That's my favorite. That's probably um, wise. I love that. I love, one of my favorite continuities, the Halloween tr- uh, franchise. So like, I'm always in for just like weird fucking like, Oh yeah. Like every single one of them is just a, let's ignore the It's like Highlander. Yeah. I'm fine with you just like retconning an entire franchise uh, at any point. This is, gonna call it highlander four but we're definitely got not gonna mention two or three <laughs> if you do a good job of making it understandably where it's supposed to take place i have no problem with you fucking retconning stuff so the new halloween continuity may be my favorite oh definitely is my new favorite like i love the new one mm-hmm. um yeah way to go them Way to ignore the others. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's season of the witch which is just by itself season of the witch zach you should watch because it is an amazing Doctor Who episode. Oh, you were telling me about this one. <laughs> oh, it yes, is. it is. Holy <laughs> shit. It's a not good Halloween movie. <laughs> and ha- and the only reason it's a Halloween movie, if you ask me, is that they have a random television commercial for Halloween, the first movie. Mm hmm. All right, we'll do an episode on this like around Halloween, I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that that'd fits. be fun. That'd be a great episode to do. Yeah. Yeah. You need to see that. Godzilla, though, right? Godzilla. Okay, so I guess at the end of the day, like I said, I agree with you. Skull Island was more fun. But for me, Skull Island is surface only. The thing about this movie where even I get bored at a lot of parts of this movie, there's things that I can't not pay attention to. Whenever you hear the classic Godzilla theme pop on, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I'm like, oh, shit. Because also... Bear McCreary's soundtrack for this is astounding. It was very great. He founds, finds amazing ways to work in all of the classic themes. There are a lot of really well-done technical parts of this movie. I just think that none of it comes together to a cohesive movie, and King Kong did. Like, <laughs> Yeah, my, my problem with King Kong was that like you had a, an amazing B story of all of the humans on this island... And John C. Riley and all of that and just like taking up too much time and I wanted to see more King Kong. And they do a really good job of that. My problem with this one is that they spend too much time on Mark and his bullshit. I'm a bad dad, so I'm gonna I'm gonna leave my family and my my wife is now gonna try and kill the I entire had a planet. drinking problem after my son died. But honestly, it's hard to make that seem like a bad guy thing after my wife had a mental breakdown and decided to kill the world. Yeah, they're both handling that very poorly. <laughs> I think they should seek some Fucking help. Fucking hire a therapist. Jesus um, Christ. Yeah. 
Also, I should say, because we keep overruling you here, just because I don't like something doesn't mean that someone else shouldn't like something. Oh, no, like, and I, like I, I said, I completely agree with you guys that <laughs> Kong Skull Island is the more fun movie. Yes, overall, I think it's a funner movie. That said, fuck me, do I love all of the monsters in this movie. Yes. And, like, if you want, if you can, you can get me to watch a movie if you tell me there's giant monsters fighting in it. I'm in. I'll probably watch it. I'll probably watch this movie again once we finally get the projector at my house set up so I can watch it, like, taking up an entire, like, wall. Which is the way to do it, if you ask Or, me. like, well, can, we can do it outdoor for a movie night because we can put it up against an entire barn. Like, I, yeah, my house is great, guys. Um, not Sounds the point funny. of this. Like, for big popcorn, yeah, let's watch it. And it's okay if I get bored because Mark is talking again. Fuck yeah. But just, like, sit down to, like, think about things. I don't think. Yeah, which I feel like it tried to make me do that too often. It tried to make me think about things, and I just wanted to watch Godzilla fight. Mm-hmm. Rodan. Everybody. King Ghidorah. Not Mothra. I don't ever want to see those two fight. I really wanted to see Mothra pick up Godzilla to fight Ghidorah and just, like, tag team him. Like flying Godzilla with Mothra's closest jetpack. to the joking so joke my, that lands. <laughs> my recommendation is not going to be for you guys then. Okay, uh, is it Godzilla? Ver- we'll get there. Um, the The closest thing to a joke that lands, but is still really weird, is when they're like, Godzilla and Mothra got a thing going. <laughs> like, yeah, and they're like, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, two organisms working together isn't that uncommon? And like, that's not what he was saying. Like, just be like, them two fucking. Like, just be honest about what the joke you're trying to tell there is. Which they are, and this is not a bad thing. I'm not throwing any shade. One of her big moments uh, in the movie is scored by the track Queen of the Monsters. They call her Queen of the Monsters. Mm -hmm. Which, like, yeah, they fucking. Yeah. I don't need to know it. I don't want to see it, but I don't have fun with it. I don't need to know what that looks like. I don't want to see this, but I'm fine with that. To each their own. I, I imagine this is a beautiful experience for them. And Thanks to Rule 34, weird porn is being created as we speak. Oh, here. baby, this is already done. <laughs> this so, Rodan is just Starscream, right? Yes. Works for whoever is the most powerful and shrieks in a really high pitch. Yeah. No wonder you love Rodan. Because <laughs> Starscream was your boy, too, if yeah, I Star remember. Yeah, Starscream was my boy. For no reason. The I think screechiest motherfucker in I all of Starscream's I think Starscream's a piece of shit, but <laughs> I still like Do you like, like screechy my... boys? No. Not you're usually. Just, just big fan of Screechers? <laughs> Apparently. Are you a fan of Banshee? Is Banshee your favorite X-Men? No. Banshee's underrated, and I will fight for that, like, uh, yes. No. Yes. I'm a, and then I'm they a kill him in Days of Future Past. Oh, unfortunately. Like, off screen, they're like, Banshee died. He's the one compelling character. Do we have anything left to say about Godzilla? Because it sounds like we have a lot to say about literally every other movie. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I love how this uh, just keeps branching us out. I do, I am curious about, there's the scenes where they show where all the other known kaiju mm-hmm. are the titans in this in these the franchise. And... If you pause, you you get a chance to read some of the names on a few different sections of the movie, actually. I'm so curious about some of them because almost because all of the places that get highlighted on the map have some sort of uh, mythological or folkloric tie. Okay, that makes and sense. And most of the names have some sort of folkloric 
or mythological tie. And I'm wondering how many of them, the if we get to see their final designs, will actually be based on those mythological creatures. My only real concern on this is we have... We've already seen King of the Monsters and we're seeing King versus Kong really fast. We're not going to get like a good Rodan, like Godzilla versus Rodan movie or a Godzilla versus Behemoth movie. But Be- we might get Monster Island. Because we've already seen them all get beaten up. Like they destroy all monsters. I just, where are we going to go from here? Like after... Mechagodzilla, destroy all monsters. Yeah, Mechagodzilla is going to show up and then basically they're going to save the day by all the monsters showing up to fight Mechagodzilla. But we'd already had that with King Ghidorah, didn't we? Mm, a little sort bit. of. Mostly, like, the problem was that King Ghidorah was just, like, ca- causing them to try and terraform Earth into his new non-Earth. I don't feel like we got to see everybody fight Ghidorah so much. Mostly we got to see, like... Rodan show up and try and help him out a little bit, but for the most part, it was just Godzilla and, and uh, Mothra fighting him. I don't really remember seeing much anyone else fight with Ghidorah. Let them fight. No, this time we joined the fight. You're like, that didn't help at all. <laughs> I feel like... Like, if anything, you made this worse. King you Kong, just got a lot of people. King Kong versus That's Godzilla is going to set up, basically, the cage match that is going to be all of them fighting Ghidorah. Slash Mecha Ghidorah slash Mecha Godzilla. That's my bet. Fair. Or even bring in one of the littler known, but like more recent, like Destroya or something. Or Gary. Gary. You know, the little known Gary. Oh, Kai- Kaiju Gary. Kaiju Gary. <laughs> Kaiju Gary. Damn it, Gary. Um, just or Gary just. Um, but giant. <laughs> or we get the rumored and won't actually ever happen crossover with the kaiju in pacific rim as well and you have jaeger's uh punching fucking rodan which is the only reason i watched those fucking movies is that you get to see giant uh, fights with giant monsters i never saw the second one it's it's fine there's things that are bad about it though yeah there's no yarmo directing it yeah no garamo but the it's really forgettable actually the fights are cool, but they're not like they feel animated. Mm. The first one, like the robots have weight. It felt I like, know exactly what you mean. It there. felt yeah. like kind of uh, that original that first scene in Wonder Woman 84 where like they were trying to get specific visuals and they didn't care about how to get from A to B to C. They just were like, we have A, B and C and then we're going to show you them. We've already had an entire episode yelling about this, but that was straight up the best scene in Wonder Woman 84. Oh, it was. But it's also like feels very fucking weird visually to me. Yeah. And unlike the rest of that movie. Godzilla. (laughs) King Kong for life. I'm super curious about the other Titans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Super interested. Uh, I think Behemoth is the most interesting to me personally. Um, Visually was the most interesting of the other two. Like, I doubt we'll get to get any real interesting backstory. I would love to see just like Behemoth the movie. Not even that, but I want to see pre-humanity uh, Titans mm. or like early humanity Titans. A movie taking place in the era of like the. Uh, mm. mm-hmm. um, yeah, that would be wickedly cool to me. I don't know if they have they covered that in any of the other movies. Not that I explicitly remember. Although like. It's not so much a thing. They're not supposed to be Titans, really, right? Right. 
So yeah, yeah they decided not... to try and do like a cohesive thing to explain everything in this one. Which um, I kind of like. I'm not against. I, I think it's a solid uh, approach in all honesty. I want to know more, so that's well done. Yeah. I think it's better because... I don't know if it's better. Some of those older monsters, it's like they just exist. Yeah. A lot of them were like, guys, fucking around with this much nuclear energy is bad sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Most times, but generally. And especially when you're going to like do shit like go to war with it. But I should. Some of them are like, no, this thing just exists. That's fine. Don't. It's, there's just a giant fucking monster. Hollow Earth. It's great. Um, let's we'll yell Hollow Earth enough times. I should say I did have fun watching this movie as much as I am just like dragging this movie. I had fun watching it. Admittedly, a lot of my fun was yelling at the things that bothered me. But like, yeah, it's I I think it's a fun movie. The things that I have problems with, I think are. Like dumb things to really have problems with in the in a context of a Godzilla movie. Other than my my only real problem that I'm still gonna go back to is that I hate the villain's uh, reasoning. Just it seems nihilistic and uh, it bores me. I don't have much time for nihilism. Yeah, same. I understand it. I've been nihilistic, but also like we're still fucking alive and got shit to do. So let's let's <laughs> so get let's back to do it. it. Um, but other than that, no, I really, I do enjoy this movie. I will rewatch this movie again, mostly just to see, uh, Godzilla fucking go thermonuclear and melt, melt the shit out of uh, everything. With the updated graphics of they're not cardboard buildings that they're knocking over anymore. I definitely had moments of like, oh, they're. That that's so many people dead right there. Oh yeah, like, if these haven't. If people haven't been evacuated, I when uh, when I forget the, her name when she's going home and you see Mothra f- like fall like right next to oh, her. Oh yeah, when Millie Bobby Brown. Thank you, yeah. Millie Bobby Brown. Um, and you're seeing just her in the thick of the fucking of everything being destroyed. It's like, oh my god, I hope everybody has been evacuated because no one's surviving this. It's a miracle anyone here is. Uh, that town in Mexico got fucked up. Oh, yeah, it's God, yeah. gone. There, it's that town gone. is not there. Which, like, weird to see, like, people just like, yeah, we can't fish here anymore. It's like, uh, obviously, obviously, are you from that town, though? But where were, <laughs> where were you? Where were you? I will say, okay. Might be a, I, I a, have a something adjacent else area. That just reminded me of something. I do like Ken Watanabe's character's end being a shout out to the name of his character's end. Uh, Dr. Sarazawa in the first Godzilla is the do- is the scientist that comes up with the oxygen destroyer. And in the first Godzilla, he's so afraid of what people will do with the oxygen destroyer now that he's made it, but understanding that he needs to shut down Godzilla actually commits suicide via oxygen destroyer so nobody else can get the plans from him when he uses it to take Wild. out Godzilla. Holy shit, that's cool. Um, also, I'm glad you brought this up. What the fuck is an oxygen destroyer supposed to be? Destroys Can... all the oxygen within two miles. How does that work when you detonate that underwater? There's oxygen know. in the water. It's yeah, it's half of that fucking water. So like, how does that work is my question. That's a really good point now that you point that out. Where does that water go? Science! Is that just now surrounded by hydrogen, hydrogen, which then just ignites because it's so fucking volatile? Yeah, you definitely can't fish there anymore. That is... 
So these are a lot of really good questions that I do not have the answer for. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're definitely both looking at you like, come on, Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> With your six PhDs <laughs> in all of the requisite armament and biology and uh, physics. I don't know, but that's that's what confirms that Monster Zero isn't from this planet. Yes. He's not affected. Yes. That's all I can give you. Also, like, I legit, like, almost shit myself when I watch this in the theaters and they just said Monster Zero. That's all it takes for me. Just refer to King Ghidorah's Monster Zero, and I'm like, my childhood! Yes. Yeah. However, it didn't get me to the point we brought a Pacific Rim once already. I, I did not go to this opening day, specifically because I did not want to have to cry in a crowded theater. <laughs> Thinking that it was going to get me there, because Pacific Rim sure did. You will cry at the most amazing things. Did not happen, though. I wished it did. There were still things that had me full of emotion and just, like, heart beating in my chest and, like, oh, my God, Feeling they did my feelings. This. But it never got me to that point. Interesting. But, oh, my God, Pacific Rim did. I was... <laughs> Thank you, Guillermo. I mean, the first Pacific Rim is so great. I love that movie. It's a very fun movie. Anyway. So I didn't... I, I guess I could have seen this opening day is what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, no. With that crowd, you would have cried. That's fair. You would have, like, feeling the the magic of the... Mo I don't do opening day because I don't like people. I don't know but... if I'll ever do an opening day after COVID ever again. Yeah, I used to do midnight releases, and that just makes me feel exhausted. Yeah, no, never... Uh... The last midnight release I did for anything was The Avengers... And they did a uh, marathon of every Marvel movie up before it. That was a lot more appealing about 15 movies ago. Yeah. Uh, and like I. All of my friends bailed on me. And so I went <laughs> to it by myself with a big old two liter Dr. Pepper and a uh, popcorn bucket that I refilled three times. And I sat through all of the movies and it was a experience that I will always remember. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, uh, and by, by all my friends, I mean, my one friend who said he would do this with me did not. So he might be the smarter guy of this. Oh yeah, no, def definitely made the wiser decision, but we're not friends anymore. <laughs> For um, this specific occurrence. No, but also like I did then realize that I should never do uh, same day premiere. So that's just a, it's not worth it. Well, we might not have much more to say about this movie, but I know that we've already hinted at a couple of our recommendations being Godzilla-themed. Recommendations? Shin Godzilla, for the love of all. If you haven't seen it, it is so good. Um, it, it, it feels like watching a love letter to the original Godzilla series, and, or at least what I, I know of them but updated in a way that still fucking looks so goddamn good. It is beautiful um, and worth your time. I was reading about the original Godzilla like costume. See, so many people almost died in that. That's the weird thing is that's I, I don't I don't know. I can't tell you 100 percent that I've ever seen the first Godzilla, but I've seen like documentaries on the making of the first Godzilla. I've seen like production stuff about it i've read about it just because i'm interested in filmmaking and it is like a quintessential like cult film for monster movies and production design and 
physical creation of movie magic. Tyler, I know what it is, but I I couldn't narrow it down. I technically have two. You okay. don't know what it is. You don't know what it is. Well, then I'm going to throw a second one. I'm going to also recommend the animated Godzilla t- uh, mm. cartoon because uh, I was just thinking about how much I enjoyed that. I it's it probably I, awful, but it was a lot oh, of fun. It's definitely bad. I don't know if it holds up at all, but I'm I just remembered it nostalgically, so I'm going to recommend it again. Uh, so my first one, I I've recommended something from this artist before. However, uh, MF Doom was part of a rap supergroup known as the Monster Island Czars. And they all, while part of that group, would go by Toho-verse-inspired names. So MF Doom actually released an album as King Ghidorah. That's awesome. Called Take Me to Your Leader. Uh, It's mostly him producing on it. I would say 60 to 70% of the actual rapping on it isn't him. Uh, but it's the beat. The production is all is all MF Doom. It's actually what I was listening to when you guys came in. Oh, I liked that. Nice. Uh, it actually samples the first couple uh, movies that had appearances of King Ghidra a few different times through the album. Uh, it's called Take Me to Your Leader. Fucking love it. Uh, King Ghidra, MF Doom. Uh, my other one is the 2001 Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah Giant Monsters All-Out Attack. Fantastic movie. By that I mean I've watched it like four times. Only one time have I watched the movie all the way through. It's fine. (laughs) The human bits are good. The story's there. The monster fights are fantastic. And uh, it is one of the few late era Godzilla films where he's actually the bad guy. Oh, Mm. Uh, this is another one of those movies that's intended to be more of a direct sequel to the first film. And in this one, Godzilla is possessed by all the souls of the people that died in World War Two. What? Uh, King Ghidorah is one of the original guardian spirits of Japan. This is a very different Godzilla canon. What? And it is uh, King Ghidorah, Mothra, and Baragon versus Godzilla. In which, uh, slight spoiler, but it's kind of neat because it inverts what we saw in this past movie. Mothra sacrificing herself to power up King Ghidorah. Oh, wild. Godzilla. Wild. Uh, My favorite way to watch this movie is literally to put on a music or a podcast in the background and to just fast forward to all the monster fights and just watch them with something else going on. The movie's fine, but the fights are while you're watching it out of this world. Okay. That's cool, though. Mine's not Godzilla related. I'm sorry. I didn't get this theme right. Uh, But it does relate to one thing you were talking about, because it's Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. Nice. It is the movie to wrap up the series, because Cece and I finally finished watching it. And to use her description, it's perfect. I remember this. uh, It is so much prettier because the funding is obviously much higher because it's, you know, just a, a movie instead of a whole series. Um, I just remembered how it ends and fuck. Yeah, no, this is a great movie. It's allowed to get more violent. Mark Hamill is the Joker. And as I told her, you will finally understand why 
part of me likes the Joker and it's only because of Mark Hamill. Uh, uh, that's an understandable reason. Because I love Mark Hamill as the Joker, but I don't really like the Joker. Yeah, no. Uh, I love Mark Hamill as the Joker. I don't like the Joker. And as far as I'm concerned, it proves my standing statement that Terry McGinnis is a better Batman than Bruce Wayne is. Probably. Terry yeah. McGinnis is the superior Batman. Fight me. But don't, because I'm easy to beat up. I mean, I'm not going to fight you over that, because I think one of the episodes we talked about Batman, I said that I'm pretty sure Dick Grayson is better at doing the fucking Batman job than Batman is. Most oh. people are better at being Batman than Bruce Wayne, if we're being entirely honest. <laughs> yeah, Batman's kind of not the best Batman. Bruce would be great. if, Like, when Bruce is doing good and is communicating with people, then he's a really great Batman. But it takes, like... You know, he stubs his toe, and next thing you know, he's falling into, like, grim, dark depression. That's why I really love the facet of having him be basically the, the watchtower, the guy in the chair. Uh-huh. So he can impart his knowledge that he has and, and be a good Batman. I guess I will grant that. They are a better Batman team together than Bruce is just as Batman by himself. Oh, yeah. I definitely my favorite iteration of Bruce in a Batman team and more so than any other Robin mm -hmm. personally. Also, there's an episode where they get Kevin Conroy to sing part of a Batman musical in it. And it is, it's already one of my favorite episodes, but Which it's the best. Is this? It's in season three and Talia Al Ghul is involved. Okay. I haven't gotten there. It's yet. so good. It's like my favorite episode. I just watched the final cut, the second episode with Karari. Oh, that's a good one. I like that one. Yeah. Which, yeah, I guess maybe Batman Beyond in general is my recommendation. OK, <laughs> I mean, you have recommended it before, but also uh, I'm standing by it. But I need a, it, it I need up. to take that recommendation because have you not seen it? I've I watched it all original run. Same. And I haven't seen it since. And I, and I do not remember liking it near half as much as what people not just you guys describe it. I will say the first I watched it more because it was runs fast. It feels I watched um, it more because it was the Batman that was on that during a time period that I could watch. Mm -hmm. Same. Like, that's why it's very nostalgic for me. But going back to it, it's actually really fucking great. He's closer to Spider-Man and I really love Spider-Man. So <laughs> I've been thinking this particularly anytime you get to see him basically like web slinging because for some reason he just basically will have like a grappling hook that he f shoots out of his fist yeah, you have like three different ways to fly, but every once in a while you'll grapple hook away. Like that's just like that is one hundred percent a power move. Let's be honest, one hundred percent. Um, the, to choose not to use your jetpack and instead just like fling yourself around like that. Oh yeah, <laughs> very much a power move. Um, but no, you should wholeheartedly, especially considering that I definitely think that they're setting up the next Batman, like live action Batman, to be a uh, Batman Beyond. From what I've heard, based on isn't Michael Keaton supposed to be signed up to be the next Bruce Wayne? Uh, that's for oh, something that's else. in yeah, that's in Flash. That's in Flash. That's in Flash. Interesting. See, for we're a second there, I thought you were talking about our pats, and I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, see, I thought they were working already working on another movie uh, after that. No, and, they're still working on that one, which I understand has been fucking. Production and at least one COVID. person got COVID during it. Uh, like, the main star. Oh, yeah, too. that's right. Pat's got COVID. I'm, I'm not laughing at him getting COVID. I'm <laughs> laughing at, oh, right, we talked about this before. <laughs> um, yeah. 
But I would love a live action Batman uh, Beyond. Yeah. And like I said, I don't have as fond of memories, but just I would still love to see it. If they like, don't cast him as at least half Asian, I'll be immediately disinterested. Isn't that a thing, though? I don't think so. His name is McGinnis. I thought this was supposed to be a thing. I could be entirely wrong. I mean, they should just do it, but I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> next week, <laughs> let's just segue out there, boys. Uh, next week, come back. Not next week. Next time. Someday I'll get used to this not being a weekly podcast anymore. Okay. Next time, come We're back. We're still going to be recording next week. <laughs> <laughs> Come back and we will be talking about the X-Men and uh, more specifically kind of fan casting, fan creating what we think Marvel should do. We've never quite done an episode like this. So it'll or be... what we would do. Yeah. What we want to see happen because they're going to do it at some point anyway, whether it's what we want or not. Oh, it's almost definitely not what we want, but that's probably a good idea. Mm -hmm. So X-Men ish, our X-Men, not your X-Men. Maybe you're X-Men. Maybe you'll agree with us. Find out. <laughs> I plan to. Okay. Um, in the meantime, we're your generals of nerdery. I'm Zach. I'm Tyler. That's Steven. Dismissed. Hi, everybody. General Tyler here. If you like the show, please hit subscribe however you're listening to us right now. Also, if you could rate and review us however you're listening to us right now, or preferably over at Apple Podcasts, we would super appreciate it, as the whole world is ran on algorithms, and we want to be all up in them, getting our voice out to more places. Uh, also, I mean, tell your friends. We always appreciate that. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us, ask us questions, give us comments, Email us, generalnerderypod at gmail.com. You can also contact us through our website, www.generalnerdcast.com. Uh, while you're there, check out all of our back catalog, or click the links up at the top as we are part of the Earverm Podcast Network. Uh, go check out all of our sister shows. We're involved with most of them, so if you already like listening to us talk, it might be in your best interest. And if you want to check out everything from the network, head over to earverm.com, E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. We'd super appreciate it. Love you all. Have a good one.